This morning's reflection is about the conceit of self. One of the most prevalent and pervasive ways that this deeply rooted habit of conceit, the conceit of self, binds us and is perpetuated is through the comparing mind. It's a gift to ourselves to begin to wake up to seeing that the process of comparing oneself with others over and over again only perpetuates the learned feeling of being deficient, being inadequate in some way, or the learned feeling of being better than or the very best. As we wake up to this seeing this process of comparing one's self with others, we begin to understand one of the primary reasons why we live with a constant underlying or maybe not so underlying feeling of uncertainty and tension and stress. It's this conceit of self that usurps the power and the vitality of being fully present. It's this conceit of self that blocks concentration and mindful awareness from simply and clearly being with the present with as it is. We set ourselves apart, separate ourselves with this conceit And it's an endlessly unsatisfying and painful process, a major source of suffering in this human realm. Another way that the conceit of self can show up in our practice and in our life as a whole, our life as our practice, is that all too often our idea of what it means to be really honest with ourselves about ourselves is primarily perceived as admitting our weaknesses, admitting our faults, admitting all the unskillful, all the bad things we've done. We could call this another facet of the conceit of self. Identifying and dwelling in this negative idea of ourself, this negative image of who we are, is how guilt, sorrow, how anguish is nurtured. The Buddha instructs us to recognize, acknowledge, and rejoice in ourselves in very specific ways. We can reflect on the ways that we've been of service to and cared for others. Reflect on the choices that we've made that have been absolutely appropriate and wise at any given time. We can reflect and rejoice in the times when our heart, our mind, has been clearly present, connected, when the heart has emanated loving-kindness, compassion, or 
joy in relationship to others. And of course the possibility of rejoicing in the fact that we've had the great good fortune to meet and connect with the teaching and practices of the Buddha and are here practicing. I think that it's important to take the Buddha's instruction to heart. Rejoicing in ourselves isn't a call for arrogance or self-centeredness, but rather just the simple recognition and acknowledgement of our goodness, our success, our healthy human beingness. It's essential to begin to be able to rejoice in ourselves, not in a prideful or in a conceited way, but as a means of generating the respect, love, confidence, and joy, and a sense of well-being in relationship to ourselves that's essential and natural to the awakening mind, the awakening heart. This is an important aspect of cultivating the wholesome mind, the wholesome heart that's essential for the process of practice to develop, deepen, and blossom as we make our way on this path to liberation. Until we're liberated, until we're awakened, in the Buddha's words, Tis the self by which we suffer. <laughs>